Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, Clint Maxey in the producer chair, Zach Ruley, and yours truly, Parker Biggs, here hosting. And we are here for our PGA Championship recap episode. Uh, just wrapped up the PGA here in Tulsa. Really, really fun, exciting week for Tulsa. Zach could not be here last week for our preview episode. He actually works for the PGA Championship. Uh, so, you know, had a little bit of conflict of inch, uh, conflict there. He's, you know, moral guy, you know, doesn't want to break any rules. So we're, Integrity happy, to, policy. we're, we're happy to have him back. Zach, how, how was working it? How, uh, how relieved are you that it's over? But I mean, hell of a week, right? Yeah, it's, it's cool being on the other side of it. That's for sure. Um, you get a little more appreciation for what goes into pretty much any sporting event you've ever been to. There's always so much going on behind the scenes. Um, but it was, it was incredible long couple weeks to so just prep once it get, once you get to Thursday in my world, um, what I was doing, it's, it's pretty downhill from there. And, and that was definitely the case. So I'm trying to figure out where to hop in here. There's several storylines. We could look at it from the JT perspective. Wait, before what we get went. into it, I think we should talk about what really got, we were talking before we started recording. Okay. Yeah. And I like that too. That's yeah, what, tell, tell us what gift yeah, – tell the people about your, your gift you got. Or your so, I'm sure we could – we could. Uh, well, the footage I, I'll try and post a little bit later, but I was – all season long, I've been in charge of the Rodman Wanamaker Trophy. That's kind of been my uh, – not project, just somebody says, hey, we're taking the trophy somewhere, I need you there with it. Um, so Who trusted Sunday, you to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> But everybody says that same thing. <laughs> I, I saw I saw Matt Wolf come up. I was moving the trophy, actually, and Matt had just come off of nine on Thursday. And the first thing he said to me, is like, who the hell trusted you with that thing? Um, but, like, it's it was, it was long. So, Sunday, though, being the trophy guy, I got to take the trophy. I just sat there and waited on, like, nine green for, like, an hour, waiting for them to finish up. Um, I was out there when JT, we had to run it out there really quick because normally what would happen is if they won in regulation, say Mito had won, um, Mito would have gone and signed a scorecard and then come back to 18 green. So we would have had plenty of time to set up, but um, there was that trophy base, which is a real motherfucker to move. I'm not strong enough to carry it by myself. I'm going to be blatantly honest, but yeah, I just, I set the trophy down, was right there by Justin, hit him with the congrats. He, I mean, he seemed like very like calm. I don't know, maybe because he's done it before. But yeah, I think we got our picture with Justin as an office, which was really cool. Didn't get that experience last year at the senior PGA with um, Alex Cheka, which would have been just as cool as Justin winning and getting a picture with Justin. Um, so selfishly, I was pulling for Jade, uh, like nothing against Mito, but it's like, well, who's who am I going to look cooler in a picture when Justin Thomas or Mito Pereira? Um, right. So, but yeah, I think we all walk away with a, a signed caddy bib, maybe something along those lines with JT's name on it. And then it's, it gets framed for us, but pretty cool gesture from, uh, I think our boss does that Brian shout out Brian Carnes, the champ director, but yeah, so, so a really, really fun couple of weeks. Who, when is the, when is, or when was Justin Thomas's name? engraved into the trophy is it like immediate or does after the trophy ceremony they do it so the way it works is i had the real one the one that the one that he was holding was real 
um, his replica trophy is the one that gets engraved. And I think it, they just take it. I think it does cost – like he has to buy it technically. But like he just won two, five or whatever it was, two, three. Like yeah, it's like fine. a couple – yeah, it's like 10 grand. You know, it's not – they just take it right out of the purse. But that's the one that gets engraved and they send him home with that. So like the, the original one's just uh, – at an undisclosed location, but like the real one is is safe. Didn't get that one. Gotcha. Okay, so let's let's hop into the tournament itself now. So, you know, this was really looking like great week. Like no matter who won, like the whole event was great. It was a great event that was put on, but it was kind of looking like it was going to be a lackluster ending. Mito Pereira, you know, had the three shot lead over Zali and over uh, Fitzpatrick going to the final round. Mito's kind of hanging on. He, I didn't think he played poorly at all. He couldn't make a putt. Um, and this is – I also watched the replay last night. I was out there all week, so, like, the amount I was able to watch on TV is pretty minimal. So, I went ahead and watched the final round yesterday uh, just to have a better idea what all was actually going on during the tournament that I – you know, you guys know at a golf tournament, unless you have a screen in front of you, you are pretty unaware yeah, besides yeah, just definitely. seeing the changes on the scoreboard. So – I mean, Mito, it looked like was going to just hang on, get in there, uh, into the clubhouse, hold on for the win. And then he does the one thing he can't do on 18, pulls out a driver. Um, so what do you think of him hitting driver? I, I personally didn't love the play. I understand if that, that was his strategy. I didn't see a lot of golf shots this week, obviously. So unnecessary. If he hit driver three out of three times that week and he felt comfortable hitting driver, then yeah, sure. But, like, what I saw, it didn't seem like he was hitting a lot of fairways Sunday, which is probably due to nerves or the wind changing directions. But I'm probably taking three-wood or five-wood. and Because the, the one place you can't go is right. You can't be long right. You're going in the creek every time. It's literally the one miss you – see, if you – that's I don't get hitting driver. Even if you hit it, like, slight – you don't have to hit a horrible – like, a horrible ball. I mean, if you're just going on the right side of the fairway, it's creek-bound. I mean, that was a really, big miss, though. Really, I mean, you've played the course plenty. I've played the course plenty. Clint, you've played the course. I mean, I get, like, I mean, I'm teeing off 40, 30, 40 yards ahead of where they were, 50 yards, whatever. But, I mean, I hit a three-wood there. I, I hardly ever hit a driver. I mean, and the, the distance gap is probably, you know, the same distance. Yeah, it's, like, relative. Yeah, them. it's, like, and I don't hit driver there. It's completely unnecessary. Sure, you can maybe get yourself into a really perfect spot. But that, that what you gain is not – It's not worth the risk, exactly, especially when you only need par. Right. I, I did say to the people I was standing with, um, only one player ever at Southern Hills, the winner, has ever parred 18, and it was Tiger. Um, on the, the last the last round, on the 72nd hole, only one guy has ever parred 18 as the champ. I guess JT now, it's, technically, that stat would be different. But if Tiger is the only stat, like the only – the anomaly – then you're probably not going to make them. You know what I mean? Like if that's the one guy that's, that's been on the right side of history, you're probably not going to be up there with them. Do also, you... Mito's swing on 18 was the worst swing he had all day. It looked, it was like he got sawed off on an inside fastball. It was <laughs> yeah. It looked like disgusting. He was, it looked like a punch shot swing. He does have an awesome swing though. Him and uh, Joaquin Neiman both like really uh, compress the ball. So, like they get super low. Like in the downswing, it's it really isn't a badass swing. It just that one was so bad. I actually I saw a tweet of the comparison between Neiman and Pereira side by side. Very similar. Their hips are like so low; they're like bent low. 
Yeah, but it, it's cool also, swing, but 13, 17, 18 over or uh, <laughs> overtime. Uh, playoff is perfect at Southern Hills. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought that was awesome. 17 playing up. Have to play 17. Um, it made it that more entertaining. And you're getting more – I think – I wouldn't say it's a trend in PGAs, but like Morikawa, 17th hole, 17th hole mm-hmm. three wood, drives green. I don't, did he make eagle or did he birdie it? He eagled it. Okay, yeah, and it won him the tournament. JT in his first PGA championship, um, big shot on, hole, on a 17th hole. I don't know if it was drivable. It was huge. It, they just made it more entertaining. 13 in the playoffs specifically. I was surprised Zalatoris was – he was almost going for the throat in that mm-hmm. one hole by going forward in two. I didn't – like I obviously didn't see a lot of shots, but were a lot of guys going for that green in two? I know they were well, up on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, Sunday was, Sunday was the only day they played it up, right? Yeah, I think I maybe so. Saturday. Well, when the winds changed, I think they moved some teeth. So. That – and we had it, and they were into the wind still a little bit, right? Like a northeast yeah. wind. So they had it was, it was a ballsy shot. Yeah. I mean, that's not a like, I mean, if you have your wind, if you have wind at your back, that's an easy on and two from there for those guys. But yeah. Uh, how, how far was he out? I, I'm not, I'm not even I sure. I don't remember, but it was a good, it was but a then he shot. also, he got luckier than all get out, staying up on 17, 17. on his drive. He, just, that ball mm-hmm. does not stay there for 99% of people. And not only did myself, it stay, so. not only did it stay there, it stayed in the short grass. It didn't even, yeah. Like he had a good chance. It was, yeah, no, that putt he missed on it's, I mean, it comes down to the, to the putter for, for Zalatoris. I mean, we saw it. He three putted 16 in regulation before proceeding to hit two ballsy ass putts on 17 and 18. So I thought when Justin, because I do remember saying I was in front of a TV on, he missed an easy birdie on 13. I was like, that's it. Um, good run. Like he, he gave these guys a scare. Now it's just sitting hope once he gets in the house, if he can, if he can steer it back the right direction. I didn't think Mito played – I thought it could have been worse Sunday. He made a lot of really big-time up-and-down par saves like that. I'm like, if he shot 75, it could have easily been an 80. Yeah. I think it was nine. He saved a great save, great up-and-down. Ten, down. he had a really good one. Ten, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, was, he was nuts for a little bit. I was like, this guy's going to do it. Like, it didn't look like – I mean – you have nerves. I mean, I can't speak, I can't speak from experience, but I assume everyone, you know, going for their first major has some nerves, but like you said, like he didn't play that bad. Well, I mean, he had, no. I mean, he didn't, I mean, 18 was his first bogey of the week, right? I mean, double bogey of the week. Yes. First double of <laughs> it took him 72 holes and he finally doubled then ultimately cost him crazy two and a half million dollars. But- so very appropriate though, that, that 18, played a factor such an like awesome that. hole it's such a great hole i mean i don't the, know how anybody i the only complaints i saw on twitter were people about the sand which they can go fuck themselves sand it's a hazard, it's a hazard. don't hit it in that don't hit it in the bunker like it's mm-hmm. pretty dude and that's like i feel like it's been a repetitive take but at the same time you can't reiterate it enough. it's a horrible like, it's such a bad take i play fine out of those bunkers like it also yeah like, i actually play better out better. of those bunk- yeah i play out of those bunkers better too i think scotty sheffler even bitched about it like, get get over it, dude. You you number one player in the world didn't even make the cut. That was a little embarrassing. Yeah, that was uh, that was shocking. He did the also. Okay, we're, we're bouncing all over the place, but that's fine. Um, JT JT winning this out of the bad win draw was pretty incredible because His, the best round of the tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, 
Those were that his was, Thursday Friday rounds were unreal. He brought it Friday. I think what did he shoot like three under Friday? Like that 67, was 67. That's also insane. if he went off yeah, in the afternoon, that who knows? He could have shot close to the Might course have been record. Lower. Because it was like yeah. 30 mile an hour, I guess it would have been south winds Friday morning, and it was totally dead in the afternoon. No, yeah, he that that round Friday was spent. I yeah. what's more embarrassing, Scotty Scheffler not making the cut, um, and losing to John Daly, or Rory not doing his post game interview. And I'm a Rory guy. I love Rory McIlroy, but for Mito Pereira, who just lo- blew the biggest chance of his life to go and laugh in an interview at least on the surface, and then Rory just skipped town. That was kind of like, all right, man. Dude, there's – I mean, Rory just can't put four rounds together to major. I, I, right? It's frustrating. Yeah, the, I thought Friday. I was like, wow, Rory's going to win this by 20 strokes. Let's not even show up the rest of the days because he never plays good in the first round. It's always the backdoor Sunday yeah. bullshit. And then Friday it was like, oh, my God, this guy's Rory McIlroy. And then Sunday, you know, he – Go, he gets to, he got to four under. He got to four under on yeah. the front nine uh, on the fifth he hole. Very four in a row, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could have easily done what JT did. And then he, I mean, I, I won't go back, watch that replay. And he did have some horror. I mean, he was putting the ball pretty well and just had some bad lip outs. So I yeah. wasn't aware that JT had a just cold shank on three or on six, six. and he put it in the bunker on two. Which is yeah. incredibly difficult to do that, and he made bogey. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't, I'm, a, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or not watching. He hit it in one of the the bunkers, like just right on the other side of the creek on two. That's what his dad said in an interview today. He's like, he had a cold shank into a greenside <laughs> bunker on two. I haven't seen the shot. I didn't watch any of the okay, coverage, but like, so it. My thing is like, how the fuck did it get over the creek? How lucky is it that it made it over the creek in general? And then That's... to add that it landed in a bunker, but he made bogey. From like a hundred yards out, so credit to him. But it was yeah. it was really fun to have a to have a front row seat to that. And then like he has to do all the he had all these obligations afterwards. He probably took two hundred photos after the, the champ was over. What's the uh, what's the reception from inside the PGA on how? I mean, I would imagine everything I've heard is pretty positive from the thoughts on Tulsa and Southern Hills. What what were what are the vibe like? Were they overall v- pleased with the course, with the setup, with the the Tulsa as a host? Yeah, yeah, and like, um, I mean, I'm not very high on the totem pole, but I I'd assume yes to all of those. Um, the city supported it extremely well in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, nightlife wise, it's not the greatest for these guys to come hang out in, but it, it's a major. You're not hitting. It's better than Sheboygan. Hey, it's better than Sheboygan, Wisconsin. I can attest to that. It is. It is. Sheboygan is the equivalent to uh, Bartlesville. Uh, actually, I wouldn't even give it that much. No, but it ain't Bartlesville. It's a cute, <laughs> it's a cute little town up there. Um, but yeah, I thought it went really well. Like people came out in droves, and they got all four seasons um, this week. So it was. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. The heat Thursday. I didn't think Friday was as bad, just because the wind was fucking howling, and then. Sunday was like what we thought originally the weather was going to be like on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday was awesome weather. Just perfect. So yeah, it looked so perfect. Nice. I went Saturday, yeah. of course, my one day and it was 52 uh, degrees misting. And it was, like, it was that, cold. Yeah. I always have said, I think, you know, the U S open in June is the perfect event for, for Southern Hills to 
to host just because I think that June is when the course is in its best shape of the year. But yeah. the May PGA bringing in that, like, you do not, I mean, it's before, you know, we haven't really hit full summer. You could ease it to 90 degrees, but you could ease just as easily have what we had this week. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm all, all aboard May. That PGA rough wasn't even, else. yeah, the rough wasn't even, that was like the one worry to my understanding was the rough not being totally ready to roll. Um, and it honestly probably wasn't. The course still played plenty hard. So that was the other funny thing about, I think Tyrrell Hatton bitched that the greens were bumpy the day they decided to not mow them. So Thursday night, Thursday night, Friday morning, they said, we're not going to mow because it's too windy. So if they had mowed with the wind, nothing would have held. They would have bitched about that too. Right. So golfers are definitely a little pampered, but I thought it was at the end of the day, you want it to be fair, right? Like a fair test of golf. I'd say it was more than that. Like it was, it was a very, very fair. The greens don't need to be fast out there because of the slope. And I think, that actually is more entertaining to watch as a viewer um, from a golf side, but I definitely could be wrong. Yeah, I did. Uh, that my only gripe was I do, I get the I completely agree that greens don't need to be fast uh, or like super fast. They don't need to be rolling fourteens or anything for that'd be for comical. The, for, yeah, for the course to to play tough. Yeah, the play, exactly the players would have bitched if they were running too fast, but. I do think that that did leave some really, really good scoring opportunities on Friday. It definitely gave some of those guys, but then at the end of the day, the guy that won wasn't in that wave. So it apparently didn't matter. Did you see what, uh, what Pat and Kazire said? I think after the Saturday. No. Round? Oh, he said it's the worst course he's ever played. When he, I said, he called Southern Hills pitiful and overrated. Of course, after he shoots a 78. <laughs> what do you think? DFL? Dude, he actually technically the cat. If we want to touch on Tiger yeah. real quick. Like, yeah, but really quick. This Kazire's Instagram story that was quickly des- deleted said, pitiful golf on pitiful setup on an overrated golf course. A kick rocks, Pat Kazire. <laughs> no one knows who you are unless you're a golf nerd like me. Yeah. Loser. I've heard of Patton. I don't, was it uh, true that he was not Tiger Woods? But, oh, wait, is that what you guys were talking about? Close to last in the entire tournament? So, Tiger, technically, with that withdrawal, puts him at the, bo- the bottom right. The leaderboard. Dead fucking last. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was – it's so cool seeing him play golf. And, like, I don't know if you guys saw Michelob turn that video of the one – like, the two old guys, basically. No phones. That was awesome. Um, yeah. Quote, unquote, living in the moment. Um, maybe they just don't have smartphones. I don't fucking know. I, I, it was really cool to see him like in person. Like that's sick. Yeah. Like the, the good people of Tulsa are never going to see that again. He's not going to be around. Right. Say they got another tournament in 2030 something. They're not, he's no. not going to be there. We saw, I don't even know if he'll be around. And we got three days of him, you know, with Saturday as I the don't only think day I was going Friday afternoon, I was watching like his putts on 16, 17, 18. He made some big putts to make the cut too. Oh yeah. yeah that, that was awesome. On. That was awesome watching like everybody roaring him on to yeah. get him across the finish line and, and get him to the cut. But Dude, he had some crazy yeah. par saves. Twelve yeah, was, he a, did. was a crazy par save. I think he had a what fourteen or fifteen had a yeah. A big, I mean, yeah. I, I think there's a pretty good chance doctors have like sat him down and been like, Look, your leg is what it is. Um, it's not really gonna get much better. Like there's nothing more you can do. You can keep rehabbing it, trying to get it stronger, but if you want to play golf, like you're going to have to learn and maybe in, internally he's like, yeah, this is, I'm going to have to learn to play golf like this now. Yeah. It's going to be just every day was like, Oh yeah. On okay, Saturday let's... when he was walking by me, it was on 
I guess it was after par three, so that's seven. Yeah, he was coming up seven. He actually just went to the porta potty on the fairway. There's like a little player's porta potty, and then he was walking by, and he was like using his driver just as this like a walking it's, pole. Yeah, it's like sad. Yeah, and it was 50 degrees. It was kind of like gusty. Which is bad for his back. We forget he has a fused back. I know. And, like, that's always been bad. Old people just hate the cold in general, but then you add that his back is basically a robot's back. I don't know. It's – I don't I don't see him playing past this year, to be quite honest with you. It's uh, it's not been, like, very fun. It's fun to watch, but, like, he's just not been really competitive at all remotely in the two tournaments he's played this year. He's definitely playing St. Andrews, he said, and then he's kind of up in the air on the uh, on the U.S. Open. So um, we'll see, but I don't know. It's pretty unbelievable that he is two for two on cuts this year. I guess that is insane. Technically, he's not two for two because a withdraw is, you know, but, you know, he made the cut both times. He beat Scotty Scheffler this week. Yeah. Yeah. Number one player in the world. Dude. Lost to Tiger Woods. Three over. One leg. He went three over on the first, like, through two days. Like, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, that's very responsible now, for how the course is playing. Okay, let's talk about – I feel like this is a good transition into John Daly using a freaking golf cart for being fat I, and overweight, which I think – I know he has a medical medical condition. It's like an American Disabilities Act type deal. Like, he, like, has to – like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, he demands the cart. He gets the cart. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. It's insane because Tiger could do the exact same thing, and who knows what – if Tiger used a cart, like – uh, who knows? I mean, he could probably compete for tournaments again, maybe, but like he'll never do that. Like he's above that. Mm-hmm. I think if you can't meet the one physical requirement of of playing golf, which is walking a fucking eight round of eighteen holes, you shouldn't be allowed to play. I completely agree. That's like but- the one thing, the one minimum thing you have to do as an athlete um, on the golf course is walk eighteen holes. Yeah. No, it. Yeah, yeah, play good golf. You can just hit the ball a hundred times around, and that and that's good. You just have to walk eighteen holes, and he can't do it. People love him though. Um, yeah, he he got a good. He had a good crowd pretty much where yeah. he was at. But dude, he played really good, which is yeah. weird. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Thursday morning he was at the top for a good thirty minutes. <laughs> he did. So he made by making the cut. He said he was going to donate all his money to the Hooters wage. He missed the cut. Also. Oh, he missed it. He said if he did make it. He was going to donate money to the Hooters waitresses in Tulsa. Yeah. Little John. Yeah. Little John was out there. He had a good crowd too. Yeah. I love, I'm with you, Zach. I love, I, I really like John Daly. He's fun to watch, funny guy. But yeah, it's hilarious. He bro. shouldn't, he day. shouldn't. It's, we're playing for a freaking major championship. I don't know. You part. know, he could do it all he wants on the Champions Tour. That is fine. Like, yeah. That's a different dudes. beast. But, dude, you're playing for a major. Like a mat, seriously. Imagine if Tiger played with a cart. Like I'm telling you, I really think he would compete. Right? I mean, ma- yeah. ma- not saying win, but he wouldn't be. Saturday wouldn't have happened. That's for sure. I definitely. Um, that. What other thoughts do we have? Any other specific players? Zalatoris. Let's talk Zalatoris. That putting stroke, man. He was the reason he was up at the leaderboard early in the tournament is because the putts were going in. Obviously, I know it's like oh, so fortune cookie wisdom, but like the stroke is just like it's shit. And as somebody with a shitty putting stroke who does that same figure eight, it's bad. It's not comforting. Like there's no confidence anytime I'm putting the ball. I can't imagine he has. Either. Other than that, he's awesome. He gets the shit out of the ball. 
and he i mean his approach game is just so good his driver's really good i mean i mean he is if he could become a mediocre putter he'd I probably mean, have he, two or three majors but i think he's 14th in the world right now he's what played in eight majors had five top tens i mean he's a big game hunter these these tough courses set up perfectly for him i think his strokes gain t to green um in majors is like almost two strokes better than his yeah. normal tournaments which and his is normal insane. tournaments are already really good. Yeah, he basically in. turns into the best player in the world in majors. Um, yeah, that putting stroke, though, is abysmal. Do either of you want to guess who uh, led the uh, tournament in strokes gained approach this week? It was not Justin Thomas. JT was top 15 in basically every important measure, though, I think. Um, strokes gained putting. Can I have a hint? No, no approach. Is what, strokes gained approach. Oh. approach. Um not an American and not you know either. No, Cam Smith. I'm not gonna Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. That that's another he I was missing he so many close putts. Wow. Okay, yeah, Cam yeah. Smith Cam Smith lost strokes on the green. Well, I mean, if he <laughs> is that bad? Um <laughs> Spieth, I was hoping he'd we'd get a better showing from the chosen yeah. one, but wasn't meant to be. Jeez. Uh where is J- JT's Approach numbers. Might skip missing him. That might be his one bad stat from last week. He was like in the 30s, maybe. Yeah, he uh, uh I mean he gained he barely gained on, on approach. His putting was he was second in strokes and putting. Um yeah, I mean he was I mean he didn't he did not wait. lose any he didn't lose strokes on any on any category. That's what we talked I mean, that's exactly that's what was I talked about last week was that's what it was going to take to win at Southern Hills was someone that could just put together a, a well-rounded across the board. It's not just one thing. You can't win it by just good putting or just good approach player, just good around the greens. Uh, he really, I mean, gained strokes everywhere. So, 0.4 chance to win Sunday morning before he teed off. Yeah. Well, and when he was standing on the five tee box, he was eight off the lead. He was one under. That's fucking and Mito sports was are, nine under. Sports are cool. Sports are cool. Not for Mito. And I felt bad for Mito. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he handled it like extremely well, though. Very well. Um, very, very well. He's really good. He's, he's, I, I he's really like good. a baby. Yeah, he's a stick. He's not going yeah. anywhere. And no. he's very young. I think he's like, what, 25, 26? Yeah. And, and did, he got a lot of golf. Apparently, he took two years off of golf. Did you I hear did about this? I know that. No. I think it was discussed on the on the TV coverage. So I didn't really hear it either. I heard people talking about it. I Apparently he like post college, I think, like quit golf for a couple wow, of years. Came wild. back. So uh, I ho- I've retired before as well. So see a long I, mental break is good. I'm happy to have a JT, like a big, big name player, be the champion at Southern Hills. It would have been a little bit disappointing if Mito, if it was someone like a Mito win at Southern Hills, because Southern Hills outside of Tiger really haven't had like it's been a lot of good players but not great players went at southern hills like what raymond floyd's probably the best hey, besides no you say that but i when i did some research into like dave stockton and those guys those guys were really really good um yeah. i just mean like dave not stockton, like top three players yeah, right it's not like jack nicholas arnold palmer those types right tommy bolt was probably really good in the 50s apparently thing, uh go ahead uh i don't know much about it but bones JT's caddy. Explain his story, because isn't he? He was Phil's I mean, 
yeah, Phil caddy for a long, like long time. Came out of retirement from the golf channel, had a pretty cushy job as an anal- an on-course analyst, came to caddy for JT. When was that? Made him probably 200 grand. Less um, than a year ago. year and a half, right? year ago. Oh, has it? Yeah, well, it's not been very long. If, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been less That's than awesome. two years for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those cams with the, or they're mic'd up. You can hear him talking and he asks JT questions in a way that lets him decide, but has a little suggestion in it. And it was like the whole time you could tell that tone. And yeah, he, I could tell. Why he's he very, it. he's very thorough. Yeah. Um, Bones is. He's, well, he's probably the best in the business. Phil, I think was, I mean, Bones, I mean, did a good job. Cause I think Phil might be like best player to par in Southern Hills history. Like just his overall from all rounds. I would imagine that means at least turn, two tournaments, but so Bones had some, of course, familiarity. And yeah, that guy's the best, the best in the biz. And apparently Phil was just kind of an asshole to him. Like he wouldn't let him keep the flag. On the 18 green. Yeah. He wouldn't let him keep the flag on the 18 green, which moat, you know, basically all pros. That's like the, caddies. that's literally what you do. Yeah. That's like the one thing besides pay them is give them the fucking flag. Yeah. Like, I, I, think- I hope Phil dips for that bullshit league in the, the LID league that, Money Apparently, I saw Richard uh, Richard Bland set, announced he's he'll be doing that, but you know. He oh had, no, Richard Bland leaving! <laughs> fuck! Yeah. What are we? What is golf? Dude, that's gonna what's gonna do happen without that, Richard Bland. Holy that, fuck! That league is gonna be all like forty five. It's all the 50, British guys. Yeah, it's all the old Lee British Westwood, guys like Henrik Stenson, Gary Wood, or not Gary? Yeah, Lee Westwood. Um, somebody noticed that Louis Oosthuizen lost the UPS. Sponsorship too. It wasn't on his hat anymore. So probably Louis gone. Like golf's got plenty of young Americans that we'll we'll root for, and then also plenty of young Europeans. Tour. The PGA Tour is going to be fine. Yeah, PGA Tour is the guys that are leaving are guys that. I mean, they're on the who, way out anyways. They're yeah, old. Exactly. Also, the history. Ian Poulter doesn't move the needle. The history is one of the biggest things about leagues. I mean, yeah, hundred fourth no PGA. First annual tur- tournament, and yeah, it's just. Hey, what do you think, uh, Zach? What do you think next? So, when when Southern Hills got this PGA, it was because of the whole Trump deal. They moved from the Trump course. Southern Hills was originally slotted for that twenty thirty PGA. They now that's they they removed Southern Hills as the host, at least for now. I would imagine this week, like maybe was a bit of a trial run. Uh, and I think Southern Hills is definitely like a, probably a strong possibility to get a, a major, at least much sooner than 15 years, like the gap we just came off of. Um, I would hope that it's not another 15 years before. Yeah. Our next I mean, Tulsa I major. Yeah. I, I don't, I think the next Tulsa major would more than, I mean, I have no insight at all. I think, figure it would be another PGA championship. I don't see the USGA coming to Tulsa, to be quite honest with you, mainly because they're kind of setting up their rotation as well. It's similar to the Rota that the Open has. They love the Munis um, too. Yeah, and they got – so they have Aaron Hills in their back pocket, which is, to me is kind of their Midwest – Yeah, one of their Midwest courses, I guess. Um, and then they have Pebble Beach, which is awesome for primetime golf. Like when they play on the West Coast, it's awesome. Um, Pinehurst, they just did a deal with the USGA did where it's going to be a multi-year thing there. Um, Oakmont, which is obviously a very stern test. I just don't know if 
Southern Hills is in their plans. I, I mean, I would assume Southern Hills is, is going to get another one fairly soon. I don't think you'll have to wait 15 years again. But then again, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I feel like Southern Hills probably did everything they could to, uh, to I mean, positive impressions. They, sh- they showed off pretty well. The city of Tulsa and the club did, did, uh, did a great job supporting this championship. So we'll see. Numbers-wise, like ticket-wise, was it as good as it's – I mean – I know it was sold out Thursday yeah. through Sunday. Yeah, it was. it was. It was good. I don't know the exact number, but um, everything metric-wise that I'm aware of, it did well. So, All right. Any other – anything else we want to cover before we get into these uh, questions? I don't think so. No. All right, Clint, you want to take uh, – you want to read the oh. questions? Yeah. So first one, loaded question, uh, Jared Redding on Twitter – didn't get it go this year, but hope to make make next major worst slash best slash worst food options this year, best slash worst holes for viewing experience, and then a bonus if twenty twenty five or twenty six major is back at Southern Hills. Who's your guess as the favorite? Yeah, I'll start with the first part. So, best slash worst food options this year. Food is actually like, you know, people were making a stink on Twitter about the the food and drink prices. It's actually a I really do have something to. Really good deal. Like the fans, like for the GA tickets, get free food or their tickets, not free because they pay the ticket, comes with food and non alcoholic beverages. So you're not paying for any like hot dogs or burgers, sandwiches, whatever. You're not paying for your water bottles. Like, sure, you pay $18 for a Michelob Ultra. It's two Michelob Ultra. It's two. It's It's no, it's no, it's no different than any normal stadium pricing. So I think that. I think that was not the issue that people made it out to be. I will say like, like people like this sounds bad because people in like, you know, like the member tent or like the, some of the other exclusive club type tents kind of get a raw deal on the food a little bit, because if you're anywhere else on the course, besides that specific tent, you have to go to your tent, you have to, you yeah. have to go to your tent. So like, you know, my ticket was a member ticket. And so when I go back to, the member tent and all the, those people are in line there. It's like a 45 minute line. So I end up going, buying a water bottle and like a sandwich, just the general concessions. And I pay like 30 bucks, whatever. Uh, overall though, I do not think it's a uh, big deal, but the best food, I thought the hot dogs were really solid. They were nice and girthy. I like the burger. I would go over and eat the burger instead of sometimes like walking to like the area where, where we had food, but I would just go grab a meal voucher, go over, grab a burger. Those were good. I liked them. Yeah, no, I can't I had, speak to anything else in there, but I thought the burger was great. Like, I have no, I have no complaints to the food or drinks. The drinks were really expensive, but they were no different than any other. That's the thing. It's like if you go to a Cowboy Stadium, a, a stand, what's a standard size beer? Eight ounces. I like think so, eight yeah. or twelve or something, and it's it, 10 like bucks, a standard Bud Light. Yeah, it's like going to be eleven, twelve dollars at a Dallas Cowboy game. Like to defend, it's it's two beers now on Thursday. You know, a tall boy is going to get hot a little quicker. So you do have to kind of guzzle it down pretty pretty fast. But, I mean, Burks Kepka had a good tweet, actually, too. He's like uh, – because he's a Michelob guy, and people are, like, tweeting him, like, hey, what's up with this? And he goes, well, they're tall. They're 24 ounces. Like, yeah, they're going to be that much. I do think, like, mentally there's something about seeing the number eight, 18 versus, like, 16. Yeah. Like, yeah. Eight, maybe 18 mentally, or for me anyways, it's like, well, that's $20. Like. 16 i'm like oh that's 16 bucks i don't know maybe that's really stupid and i'm sure there is some sort of uh analysis to be done there but 
what was your favorite viewing? I, I have my answer, but I want to hear you guys as, as you guys are on the course. I've got, or I've got two, or t- I think the spot up by the six T or really right behind where three was teeing off is a really good spot. You see, yeah. you see, you see the guys tee off on three, you see the guys tee off onto the par three, six, you have a great view of that green. You have a good view of the two green. So you see the approach shots coming there and then you have the view of the fifth green. So you see, uh, three greens and two tee-off spots. It's a really great spot. And the other spot, which is great, especially on the weekend when they move the tee up with 17, the 17 grandstands, yeah. uh, it's not as like you can't see multiple holes, but you can see the whole hole. You can see them teeing off. You can see their approach and then the, their putting wedges. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun on 17. Uh, those are probably my two favorite spots I watched. Clint? Yeah, I actually only was on 17. I was walking around most of the day since I was only there one day. But uh, yeah, 17 is cool because it's in the distance. You could see the tee box. You could see them swing, and you don't really know where it is, and then it just lands. And if it's on the green, just the entire bleachers goes crazy. So I think 17 was awesome. Yes. I actually really liked 13 T slash 12 green. Um, yes, on yes. When, when 13 T was back because yes. 12 is, you know, like the signature hole. Um, but you can kind of get that you get to see these guys blast driver as well as uh, make. I thought that was a really good spot. That's where I would have probably tried to. I actually uh, was there too. A little bit. That was the yeah, other one. I, I put that was one of the, the main spots I hung out were in the week were the, the two spots I mentioned there, that 12 13 area. Like, like you said, when they pushed, when the T was back, that was a great spot. And then, um, seven too i spent some time in that tent there and seven yeah. which was was decent you could see them all you could see was really seven um i guess if you're behind the green on seven you could see the eight guys on eight tee off too but southern hills um, is a really good really good course for watching golf compared very. to like zach you know this like whistling straights is horrible because it's so like, yeah spread out. too much yeah southern it's, hills it's a, like, it's a terrible got, like, walk you've got like greens and tee boxes right next to there's very few spots where you can't see multiple multiple holes so it's viewing wise it's a really good course another cool thing about southern um, hills is the backdrop hill of 18 yeah and people can just that, naturally kind of fill up the whole way yeah and 18 is always a classic viewing wise um let's just say 2026 for the last part of that question yeah, yeah even the, the favorite is 26 open? Char- I feel like, is that even open by the way charlie, you- no i have no clue i'm going charlie woods though is the, is the <laughs> charlie woods <laughs> Okay, fifteen-year-old Charlie Woods. I'll say, uh, I mean, if he if there were a major at Southern Hills in twenty twenty-five or twenty-six, which I don't think is is actually possible, but let's just say okay. that year. Um, yeah, I would I mean I would say I would say JT again, maybe or like I mean a wrong. I mean I think any of that's not far enough away where I think it'd be the same guys you're looking at now. I mean Rom, JT, Scheffler. Actually, I know I'm changing it to Amon Gupta. I'm changing Amon Gupta. He fits the the age a little bit better than Charlie Woods. Charlie Woods isn't going pro at uh, hey Gupta's the he's like 13th in the PGA U rankings right now. We need to get we need to get Amon on for this. Yeah, uh, he's he's a friend of the podcast because I know you and you know him a little bit, and I I don't know him, but I have some friends that know him and heard great things about Gupta. So if uh if we'll we'll get into this maybe once we finish these questions, but if we have a a Sooner or Cowboy national champion, uh, we're going to have to, we'll have to get one of those, one of those guys on 100%. All right. Uh, Clint, should we move yeah. on to the other Next questions? Up, 
Austin Singathaler, where does Justin Thomas's performance rank in best sports finishes in history? Great question. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's, it's I don't, it's, it's not near the top. It's going to be memorable for me just because I was like front row seat, but at the same yeah. time, not being like able, I didn't like watch the comeback, you know, like it, um, I think it'd be more appropriate to say like golf history. I was telling people too Sunday, I was like, when was the last time we had like an epic collapse in golf? Like it's been so long, you know, um, which you don't want to see, but at the same time, it's like a car wreck. Like nobody's going to look away from it, but at the same time, it's like terrible to watch. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd say, I mean, it's not like in my top 10 most memorable sports finishes ever, but it's, it was, it was really good. I think it was also kind of anticlimactic because it was just, things got to be such a mess. It's not like JT necessarily hunted him down. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he definitely had some things go his way. Yeah. I think JT going to the round was probably thinking he needed a 64, 65, something yeah. really, really low. And I mean, 67 on Sunday was really good, especially compared to what the field did. But yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, until eight, the 18th hole in the playoff, it was a kind of a boring last day. And yeah. so the, the, the ending was great. Like the ending was awesome. Know, getting a playoff between two really good players is awesome. I mean, it's definitely one of the probably more exciting PGA championship finishes we've had in the last 10, 15 years. But I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't put it as like an all time, all timer type deal. Um, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of recency bias after a great event like that. 100, 100, 100%. Yeah. All right. Next up, Ethan Roberts. Is this more JT being clutch or a Mito choke artist? You want to um, go first, Parker? Yeah. I I don't think – I wouldn't say a Mito choke artist. I think he just had a bad – made a bad decision with the, his club on the last hole. I think he kept his nerves pretty well most of the day. Uh, I mean, he just caught a, a bad – hit a bad golf shot in 18. I think mo- I'd lean more towards – I would say it was JT taking advantage of an opportunity – not only yes. Mito choked a little bit, but I, the whole field choked. I mean, no one went out and did anything. So I would lean towards it being more JT clutch. He just took advantage of an opportunity that was literally just right there for the taking. Like striking out looking yeah. in the bottom of the Yes. Back. Yeah. I agree 100% with that. I don't – I mean, it was his – he was clutch in the playoff. But also on the Mito side, just shows you how fucking hard it is to win. Guy Especially played in your perfect tournament for 71 holes and then – the last hole um, pees down his leg and that, and that's it. Like the people might remember him choking. They might not, but they're going to remember JT one. So I don't not necessarily choke. I know I just said that, but it's like, it's so hard to win a golf tournament. And he's never won before. And you're asking him to, he was about to try and win a major in his first start would have been pretty incredible, but um, not a choke, incredible performance from him, even though he did lose. All right, next up, very important question from Alan Baker. How many times did Parker double fist club specials on the back nine of Sunday's round? Back nine of Sunday's round, zero, actually. Uh, I was well, not to bed. That afternoon, yeah, that afternoon I was not in uh, the area, in an area to buy the club specials, so I was just sipping on one of those 25-ounce ultras. Mine had two that afternoon, and that's a lot of beer. So, uh, I mean, I was – trying not to uh yeah no no double fisting of, of double club fisting club specials two of those put me to bed so yeah yeah um, no i did not I don't know how many people are just pounding those things 
Yeah, no, and they leave you very hungover. So yeah, yeah. they're not uh, they're not for the faint of heart. Delicious though. Parker, question for someone who went to all four days: rank your uh, best day of vibes. Is it Sunday and back, or Saturday up there? Man, sun Sunday was one. The weather was just so good. You know, you have last day of a major. Finish. Yeah, uh, Sunday one. Ooh. See, I had a lot more friends there on Saturday. So, like, just overall time I had, I'd probably put Saturday there at two just because I had a lot of friends there. And we had a great, you know, we, we watched Clint, we had a great time on 17 mm-hmm. and some other spots. So, I'd go Saturday too, despite Saturday morning was miserable. And then, I don't know, Friday, Thursday were the, the same for me. I mean, they were yeah. both hot, humid, but fun nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, weekend, I'd go and, I mean, I got, Sunday and Saturday, one and two, though. Right. Actually, going back to that Thursday, Friday round and the uh, pace of play they talked a lot about and the tee shot or tee boxes over the greens. Do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Is that an issue or? I'm not a fan. No. I don't think it's an issue. issue. I didn't want, I think it was a non issue, but I think it's a non issue, but I'm just not a fan. I just think it, for me, I'm not like, I don't, I get why you do it. You need to make the court. Otherwise, if you're playing everything up, you, you, course is a little easier you get lower scores it's a major championship i just think it looks kind of funky teeing off over green mm-hmm. yeah it does uh but yeah i think that was probably a bigger i mean what southern hill's supposed to do they if the they want it to be long i mean like otherwise you're playing it like i don't know you got some some easier shots so i, I don't think it was a big deal but i mean if there was a way not to do it that would be great but you got it to major you got to lengthen lengthen it out and there's Southern Hills is landlocked. There's not room to yeah. to move it outside the property. To grow. I also feel like the really the biggest difference was 13 over 12 green. Other than that, it wasn't that crazy of a yeah like adjusting the tee box. That was the only real looking yeah. tee shot. Right. Teeing off on 10 from the one tee box was awesome. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Next up. Grant Maxey, Parker starts today. Could Parker beat Justin Thomas if all he did was play golf every day for the rest of his life? <laughs> I'm saying no. No, no. no. JT has been playing no. every day since no. what? Yeah. Four? No, no. Probably three or four. If I played, yeah, no chance. No, zero chance. If I played every day, just say we're playing Southern Hills. If I played every day for the rest of my life, I think the bet, and we we're playing from the tees they played from, I would never break 75. Like, and that's me literally playing the rest of my life every single day. So, no, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe if we played a million times, may, maybe, I don't know if somehow something happens, but no. If, if Parker got 45 strokes, I think he could, he could beat him after like four years. Of so, so, what I'm, I'm playing, so I've got a tee time on Saturday at Southern Hills playing my dad, and I'm going to play the tips. I've never done it. I'm going to do yeah, it. 76. You yeah. can play tournament tips or like the standard tips. Oh well, I, I would assume standard. Uh, what I'm hoping is maybe they have a little setup, like maybe they put some tees where they have, you know, they put the, the flags in the same place on Sunday and they pro, have some tees. Pro tip, pro tip: there should be spray paint on the grass still if the rain doesn't wash the course away. Of uh, there will be like two little dots, and that is where the tees were. Okay. Yeah, I, I might do. No, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing the tournament. I'm gonna do the tournament. And my goal, oh, yeah. I don't know. You should I vlog like- it. I should. That's a we're gonna, great. We're going to tweet out the scorecard. Oh, no, we, I yes. will. Okay, I'm going to do that on Saturday. Keep an play. honest score. I need you to hit oh, an 18. Every pups. stroke. Yep. No bullshit. Like if you go- I'm setting the over-under at 105. It's fair. 
so like 105 yeah mm. i might I think it's, no I think offense it's, i might i might take over I oh know. no no it's I, so long i know i don't know what to expect like and my, if it's all wet there's no run out like my i do think like if i could just leave myself a bunch of like I'll just be leaving myself a lot of like a hundred yard wedges in on like my third shots on par fours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I don't know. If I could some like, like an incredible round. I mean, if I could break 105, I'd be very, very happy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last question here. Mason Minix. How much sleep did Zach get in total last week? Um, well, Mason, I had a couple nights, uh, a couple of 18 hour days, which are a blast. I got enough sleep though, and you can't complain about sleep out there because guess what? Everybody's fucking tired. Um, it's, uh, it's part of the champ week grind. If you're if you are weak spirited or minded though, you do get ran over. Um, but that's part of what makes the job so fun is like those two weeks, just how balls to the wall it is. Um, with with everything needing it, it's a time crunch constantly, and there's always something you need to do. I would only get tired if I if I like sat for a moment. Um, but since you always have to be doing something, that was not very often, but Beast. Uh, got enough, got enough sleep. I'm just hoping, uh, I hope next at next year's PGA championship at Oak Hill. That's where it is. Right. Zach. Yeah. Oak Hill in Rochester, New yeah. York. Yeah. I, I can't wait till it's like 38 degrees one day there. It's like, going to be freezing. I guess it's like still cold up there this time of year. So like, it's going to be cold. Yeah. They we're, uh, Northern, uh, this was, I think this was scheduled before they made the switch to May, right? I mean, obviously, it had to have been because that was yeah. probably 15 years ago when they scheduled it. But uh, yeah, that's got to, that's going to eliminate some courses from the PGA rotation. Yeah. What do we got going on in that women's NCAA tournament? So, Auburn, I'm an Auburn fan. My dad um, caddied for um, Coach Lou Ellen down there, uh, Tulsa native. They're down 3-1-1 right now to Stanford, the number one team in the country, and then Oregon is about to close out A&M 4-1. The match play is so awesome, and the the late wrap-up tomorrow as we record this, at the moment it would be Stanford-Oregon, who have been a 1-2 and two all year pretty much uh, in the women's game. And then you got the men starting up, I think, Thursday? Yeah, I think that's right. Thursday or Friday, they start with the team uh, stroke play. Oklahoma State, no you one and two. So I'm gonna go. I I give a quick pick. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna take the pokes. I have to. Um, they got some dogs over there. Eugenio Chara did not win the Don Haskins Award. Not is not Don Haskins, is it? Don ha- isn't Don Haskins. But he was the Texas the basketball coach basketball from Glory. Yeah, 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 from Enid. Okay, it's not Don Haskins. <laughs> it's the Haskins Award though. But um, as the it's like the player of the year in the in college golf, he did not win it. They gave it to um, the kid from Texas Tech. So I think Eugenio is gonna golf's probably the one sport though you can't play like pissed off to play better. Like football, you can just get angry and go hit somebody. Um, I think he's gonna be determined to. Uh, I could see him winning individual national championship this week. Yeah, I think OU and OSU are definitely the uh, the two teams to beat. Hopefully, that if they. Hopefully they both get to match play. I think they both should. It'd be pretty surprising uh, yeah. if they if they didn't. And then we all know. I mean, especially you, Zach, from an OSU fans' perspective, anything could happen in match play. Like if you get there, like it's really anyone's anyone's to win. Yeah, OSU's OSU, but um, but it was their own doing. Coach yeah, Holder, Mike Holder wanted it done. 
yeah, he was like the main voice for it. And they've lost a couple uh, national titles because of it, even though they've had like the best team, like Augusta state, uh, Patrick Reed, I think Brian Harmon, maybe too, was on that team. Like they, they came in and beat Ricky Fowler's guys and, um, to, Match play is, is awesome to watch, though. College golf is pretty fun to watch. If you're bored, definitely flip on the TV this weekend or even tomorrow because um, a lot of people underestimate how good all these girls are. Like, if you played any of these girls and they played from their tees or even your tees, they'd probably kick our ass. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really good golf to watch. No no doubt at all. Yeah. Uh, did you hear uh, Gooch during his pre-tournament press conference? Someone asked him, like – playing your home state a lot of friends and family here like do you feel do you feel the pressure he said yeah sure there's some pressure but it's a good pressure you know i want to play well in front of family and friends he goes but nothing will compare to the pressure of being the number one team in the country playing at karsten creek for the national title and then losing and getting your ass chewed out by coach holder yeah coach holder is um uh, it's pretty intense he uh they, it was weird during the there's a funny picture of him going around. He was wearing a Shark Week T-shirt to the regional at Karsten Creek uh, like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, he's just a, a Shark Week T-shirt and some like uh, baggy cargo shorts. Very so, odd individual. And this probably gives credit to just how good OSU's golf program is. I grew up going to OSU golf camp, and yeah. you know I grew up an OU fan. Um, and I remember one year, this is well. I mean, this was when McGraw was the head coach at Oklahoma State. Before, so after Holder's been gone for several years at this point, and you know kids are messing around in the cart. I'm I'm sitting there, I see some kid hop on the back of someone's golf cart, and they're about to whip off. And Holder show Holder would like show up at golf camp while he was the athletic director. Oh yeah, he's scouting. He, he sees this kid hop on the back of the cart and just fucking chews his ass out it was like some like 13 year old kid just getting chewed on by coach holder for hopping on the back of a card it was that it changed was awesome. that child's life forever probably scarred. yeah it did that and that that child that child was a uh, hunter mayhan just kidding but he uh he's very intense he loves karsten creek more than i think he does like his own family yeah quite possibly but he <laughs> hey to be as good as he is at what he did you got to be a little crazy yo yeah you, you've got to be you got to be a little off I mean, yeah. and I'd be proud of that course too, Buzz. So, I mean, he basically built it. Um, he, I mean, him and T Boone, and then other donors, but yeah, he did, which is building a a dynasty. Yeah, and the best best college golf course in the country. Yeah, in my right. opinion. Uh, it, I mean, I can't say that I've. I mean, I. So you're picking. You're picking the soon. You're picking the Sooners. Yeah, though. yeah. I think Goddard up and McAllister. I mean, that's just a. That I mean, the top of OU, I mean, OU's deep, but just I mean, they're, they're they've got such high end talent. I think, I I think they're the best team in the country. I just that, that does not mean they're going to win. And I think you know OSU has as good of a chance as anyone. Uh, but I think I'm going to root for. A, hopefully, they end up on. They both make match play. End up on both sides of the bracket because it's been like three or four years in a row now where yeah. we've been talking about that possibility of the two of them actually facing each other. Somebody loses match. or something. Yeah. Yeah, this is the best opportunity for that to happen this year. So the big is for school, though. Yeah, what? Kind of you got, up, what did you say? Texas, Texas, four of the top eight schools in the country are Big Twelve schools. Half yeah. of the top big eight schools are Big yeah. Twelve. Yeah, so you got o, OU's one, OSU is two, 
Texas is seven. Texas Tech is eight. Yeah, and then even Kansas is in yeah. The Kansas 25. is top twenty. Is their twenty fifth? Yeah. Wow. Looking at it now, but pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, so more more good uh, important golf here in the state of Oklahoma. So that that should be fun. Uh, any last thoughts on that or on the PGA before we sign off? Nope. Tapped out. All right. Well, hell of a week. Good work out there, Ruli. Glad to have you back on this episode. Uh, we will uh, be back soon. Not sure if it'll be next week or what. Uh, until football starts ramping up, might still be like in a bi-weekly type deal, just depending on what's going on. Hopefully we'll get some guests on and we'll have some good content coming your way. Uh, but we appreciate everyone listening. As always, follow us on Twitter at uh, the fifth year podcast and fifth on Instagram, fifth year podcast, and on Instagram at the fifth year podcast. Um, give us all follows on our personal accounts. And uh, yeah, have a good week and uh, like, rate, and subscribe. <laughs>